This time, what happens in Vegas will not stay in Vegas. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Culkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you like to watch on YouTube or wherever you like to download your podcast, we are free. And I want to thank everyone for coming along for the ride. Hope you're enjoying the show. And uh, if you haven't already and you're watching on YouTube, do me a favor, hit that subscribe button. It means a lot. And to those of you who already have, thank you. All right, so this episode of Locked on USC is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. All right, so what happens in Vegas and stays in Vegas. You've all heard that saying. Well, that applies to the 2001 Las Vegas Bowl between uh, USC and Utah. USC lost that game. That was uh, that was the year that an eight and four Utah team, uh, who this year they're one win better, nine and three. Um, they took on a six and six USC squad. Pete Carroll's first year at USC. And uh, I was there that weekend. USC lost the game 10-6. to 6. It was on Christmas Day. And uh, I knew they were going to lose the night before, Christmas Eve. Um, when I'm on the casino floor after midnight, and I'm seeing a bunch of the uh, players on the casino floor after midnight, and some of them not in the best of condition, uh, I knew that the next day was going to be a long day. It was an ugly, sloppy game. Uh, Utah held on to win 10-6. to They recovered, I, I believe, a touchdown in the end zone for the only offensive score. It, it was literally a really bad game. Um, the fact that I sat through there in uh, Sam Wade Stadium, never again. Never, ever again. Um, so... You want to know why it's going to be different this time? Let me tell you why. Number one, it's not the Vegas Bowl. Uh, this time around, you know, USC was, again, they weren't playing in some meaningless, crappy bowl game in Sam Boyd Stadium. They're playing with, uh, I think, with Lincoln and, and, and Caleb called it, it's a ring game. Playing for a championship. And uh, they also have a little bit of revenge on their minds. Uh, that's not the front, but that is going to be a lot of their motivation. Uh, if you think about it, you know, this is a, this game is also about that one-point loss that USC suffered on October 15th at Rice Cycle Stadium uh, on a two-point conversion when USC wasn't completely healthy on defense or on offense if you want to, get, you know, take it on both sides of the ball. <clears throat> Well, this game, Eric Gentry is back, healthy. Shane Lee, he isn't going to be playing with a giant clubbed right hand trying to tackle people at the linebacker spot. 
um, and Tuli, Tuli Pelotu, and Alex Grinch are going to figure out a way to uh, slow down Utah's tight end, Dalton Kincaid. Uh, if they can't, someone get them a phone number to uh, an associate of Nancy, of uh, Tanya Harding, maybe, or Jeff Galuli. I'm kidding. I don't wish injury on anybody. Just a little joke. Relax. Point being, they need to figure out a way to stop Dalton Kincaid. And by any means necessary, legally, put the disclaimer out there. Uh, Jordan Addison, you know, in that game that USC lost by one point, he was tearing up the Utah secondary. I believe he had over 100 yards uh, before he went down with his injury. I anticipate him healthy and uh, tearing up that same Utah secondary uh, in Las Vegas on the big stage. That's why he came to USC for this type of opportunity. Um, so I think this time around, he'll go over 100 yards again as well. Austin Jones, he's uh, kind of on a on a tear right now. I think he's going to want to make sure Travis Dye gets a win over the Utah Utes. Understand, Travis won't be able to play, but he will be wearing the same colored uniform of the team that will win. That counts, right? Sure. Um. In that game, by the way, Travis Dye, he uh, rushed the ball 11 times, 76 yards. So uh, it's not like USC wasn't able to run, run the ball when they wanted to. And right now they're running the ball when and how they want to. Caleb Williams in that first game, uh, he put up Heisman-like numbers. 25 for 42, 381 yards, five touchdowns. Well, that was then. It's pretty much assumed that he has already won the Heisman this year based on his last two games. Uh, I anticipate him putting a big old fat exclamation point on a certain Heisman award, USC's number eight. I anticipate him and Jordan Addison uh, having a really good time in Las Vegas under the bright lights. Marquee game. And lastly, you know why USC is going to win the game this time? Players have, you know, a competitive nature to them. Anybody who's played sports, uh, you know, even in your everyday life, you should have a competitive nature to you. Well, that same rule applies to coaches. As a former uh, athlete, high school, yes, and a former high school basketball coach, yeah, that's true. I'll tell you the story about that one day. Um, coaches are very competitive. They hate to lose. Sometimes they hate to lose more than their players, and that's not a good thing. Um, I'll relate that back to my days of coaching high school basketball. But uh, twice in Lincoln Riley's history, when he was the head coach at Oklahoma, he lost to um, Texas and Iowa State in 2018 and 2020, respectively. Well, he ended up playing both of those teams in the in the Big 12 Conference Championship game, second time around that same year, he won both those games. Well, don't think for a second Lincoln Riley doesn't want that opportunity to correct whatever mistakes, coaching mistakes he made on that first game. Uh, so, yeah. Those are the reasons why USC is going to win this game. 
We'll talk about some reasons why they might not win, as far-fetched as they might be, but we'll talk about that in the next segment. Uh, But did you know that Omaha Steaks is the, um, they are America's original butcher since 1917, and they are a holiday gift that's guaranteed to be loved. I've had Omaha Steaks. They're really good. So, um, the holidays are here. Achieve gifting greatness when you give the gift of perfectly aged, tender, and delicious Omaha Steaks. The steak experts at Omaha Steaks put together special curated gift packages to help take the guesswork out of gifting and make you a holiday hero. So go to omahasteaks.com and use code LOCKEDON, one word, at checkout to get $30 off your order. You can send an assortment of mouthwatering favorites guaranteed to impress, like the legendary butcher's cut filet mignon, the air-chilled boneless chicken, the ultra-juicy burgers, and even easy-to-prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. Omaha Steaks, they're ready to ship your order right away, so shop early and beat the uh, the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com. And use promo code locked on one word at the checkout. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com, use promo code locked on one word at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. So here are some reasons why. USC could lose to Utah second time around in Las Vegas in the conference championship game. They come out emotionally flat after having to play two intense rivalry games. Um, Could happen. Not going to happen. There is no way that the leadership council on this football program, which if you ever watch the postgame interviews with Lincoln Riley and and the players. Uh, The most recent one after Notre Dame, uh, Caleb Williams talks about the leadership council. There's about 20 players, 20 or so players on the team that can, that make up this leadership council. They are literally the, uh, you have to, if they don't approve of something, it doesn't happen. It's, it's kind of like their way or the highway. There is a certain standard and they will let you know if, if you're not upholding the standard. So there's no way in hell that Caleb Williams, Lincoln Riley, that leadership council are going to allow this team to come out emotionally flat with so much on the line. I mean, forget the fact that they got the victory bell. They can enjoy that. Forget the fact that they've got the jeweled shillelagh back in Los Angeles. They can play with that after the game. The playoffs are on the line. Caleb Williams is the Heisman winner. The Pac-12 Conference Championship is on the line. You're talking about going from 4-8 to 12-1 and and going to the playoffs. With all of that, no way do they come out emotionally flat. It can't happen. Um, Another reason why they could lose. Caleb Williams turns from hero to the anti-hero. In other words... Caleb Williams turns into Deadpool Williams. He just shows up and just makes a mess of everything. 
you know, the efforts there, he's trying, he knows he's trying to do the right thing, but he's just going about it the wrong way. So, you know, I, I don't see Caleb turning into Deadpool, Caleb, but, uh, yeah, all of a sudden he goes from 37 passing touchdowns and three interceptions on the season to four interceptions and no touchdowns in a game. That's one way that they'll lose. Uh, Raise your hand if you see that happening. I don't see any hands either. Uh, USC can lose this game if their run defense all of a sudden reverts back to the way they played at the first half of the season. This is where this USC team has gotten better as the season has gone along. Uh, their rush defense. And if you don't believe me, ask UCLA and Zach Charbonnet. Ask Notre Dame. They were shut down. USC has shown that they can play a physical style of football. So if uh, they decide they don't want to play that way this week, for whatever reason they decide they wouldn't want to, that's a, one way they could lose. Now, you know, with that said, they're going to have a little bit of an advantage. Uh, Tavion Thomas, Utah's leading rusher, is decided he's not going to play in the game. He's, I believe he injured his toe, so... He's going to focus on rehabbing and getting ready for the NFL draft. Uh, so, again, USC's rush defense, its they need to be able to stop Cameron Rising. Um, they cannot allow him to use his legs to pick up key first downs uh, like he did last game. He, he didn't pick up a lot of yards running the ball. But when he did, he was very effective. Uh, they also, they, they they can't allow him to go for another 400 yards through the air. Um, combining with him, his ability to use his legs. He, he hasn't had a game like that since that USC game. And he didn't have one before that either. So we're going to look at that as he had a really good special game on a really big night at home. Uh, with a lot of emotion in the crowd. Uh, if you remember, they were honoring the two fallen uh, 22s um, who died. So it was, and won't go into all the other perfect storm stuff, but there was a lot of emotion in that stadium and Cameron Rising, Utah's quarterback, he fed off of it and he, he literally willed that team to victory. But you, USC is going to crush that will early. They have to. They don't. Cam Rising, he's got nothing to lose. Um, I mean, they're going to the conference championship game or they're probably going to have to settle for the Alamo Bowl. So he's going to lay it all on the line. And he's the type of player who he'll sacrifice his body. And USC is going to have to match that intensity because he's going to bring it. I mentioned uh, Tavian Thomas. He's going to be out for the game. So, uh, again, talking about Cam Rising, don't let him turn into Caleb Williams. There's only one Caleb Williams. Uh, we don't need a an imitation out there. Take him out of the game. Don't hurt him. I mean, don't. I don't want to see him leave the game. I shouldn't have to clarify this, but for those out there who would just jump on this type of stuff, when I say take him out of the game, Make him ineffective. And it's football. 
Hit them hard. Oh, this would help. Um, USC can lose the game if they allow their tight end, Dalton Kincaid, to go grab another 16 catches for, uh, I don't know, 238 yards. That can't happen again. Okay, look. You saw him the last time. You just saw Notre Dame's Michael Mayer, uh, who had a nice game. He's he's an NFL tight end. Uh, possible first-round draft pick. We'll, we'll see how that works out. But uh, he's really good. Okay, well, of those 238 yards that Dalton had in the first meeting, about 100 of that came after the catch because USC's defense had some really bad tackling. So if Dalton is still going to be primary target one, two, and three, which he should be, I mean, he's good, just tackle him. Don't let him get the 100 yards after catch. If you allow that to happen, you know, Utah's going to, they're going to believe. They're going to feel like, all right, we can still play with this team. You got you to make them believe that they can't play with you. You had them beat in Rice Eccles. You literally you had them beat until other things got involved. <clears throat> oh, here's another way USC could lose. All of a sudden, USC's offensive line becomes trash all of a sudden. They have been dominant all year. They have been opening holes for the running game. They have, they have been protecting Caleb Williams. Uh, I mean, they have, they have kept the penalties to a minimum. And they've been doing this uh, with shuffling players around. I, I've mentioned this throughout, throughout the season. Uh, there is only one player on that offensive line right now who plays that does not require offseason surgery. They're all pretty banged up. And against Notre Dame, Voorhees had to come out of the game again. They moved players around. They were still very effective. So if unless this offensive line all of a sudden just becomes hot garbage, um, I, I, I don't see a, that happening. Um, that would be another way for USC to lose, where all of a sudden now Caleb Williams is getting sacked every other play, and USC can't run the ball. Not going to happen. The other reasons. Here's the outside influences. This is the conspiracy theory. George Klyovkov, Pac-12 commissioner, sets the wheels in motion. Now, look. Everybody knows there's a little bit of um, acrimony. I don't want to say animosity. But there's some tension between USC, UCLA, and the Pac-12. And the commissioner, um, things were said at Pac-12 Media Day, beginning of the season. Things have been said since. Um, I've made some allegations, and I'll stand by them. Uh, it's going to be rough knowing that the, the conference's best team is leaving. And you're going to have to hand them a conference championship trophy, possibly, at the end of this game. And then shake their hand and say, hey, go win the playoffs and do well for us. Man. Oof. I don't know. For me, that would be like going to my to my ex's wedding 
and having to sit there and have them tell me how much they love me. I don't know. It's just it, it, it's an awkward situation. Yeah, I don't know. I, I it's it's just so. What I guess what I'm getting at here is the officiating. It could be involved, like it was last time. Um, the chances of seeing two pa- uh, roughing the passer penalties called against USC that hurt USC and have the same type of impact that they did in the previous game should be slim and none. But this is Vegas and anything could happen, I suppose. Uh, that's my that's my concern, is the officiating can get involved again when they shouldn't. So um, that's my George Klyovkov connection, is he puts out the mandate, hey, let's whatever we need to do to keep this game close, uh, but, you know, USC can take care of that by just putting your foot on Utah's neck and just performing and executing flawlessly. Winning big, where the officiating can't even be involved. So, yeah, I think it would be great to, to, to have to look at the Pac-12 commissioner, have to hand over a trophy to athletic director Mike Bone, Lincoln Riley, the head coach, and know that, you know, the team that was anticipated to win preseason, selected by the media, Utah, they got there, they lost, and they're going to be part of the Pac-10 going forward um, while USC is moving on to greener pastures. And they're leaving on a high note. Like I said, it's going to be really awkward. Um, so... Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, And, of course, you know, we could talk about, well, we don't talk about the I word that can pop up again. Um, That could play a role in the game. But let's just put it this way. If USC, even USC lost that game by one point in Utah on a two-point conversion, Eric Gentry was on the sideline after he hopped off the field trying to pump the team. Shane Lee was playing with a clubbed hand. Uh, they had lost Jordan Addison earlier in the game offensively. If USC plays exactly like they played in Utah, in Las Vegas, and you don't get any of that outside influences having a playing a role in the game, USC is going to win this game by 14-plus points. Because it took a perfect storm of stuff to happen. A confluence of events for Utah to eke out a one-point win at home. Just don't see it happening again. So, the crowd in Las Vegas. Before we get out of here, is it going to be a pro-USC crowd or a pro-Utah crowd? I hate to admit it, I think the Utah fans are going to travel better. Uh, They're a more passionate fan base than the USC fan base. It's hard to admit. Uh, USC has a very passionate fan base, but it's a different type of passion. It's, it's It's a bandwagon passion. So... Here, there's a, a couple other influence outside influences that might play a role in this game as well as far as the uh, the crowd is involved concerned. 
this is going to be a really busy weekend in Vegas. Uh, there's an Amazon convention, from what I understand. There's a rodeo. And there's the Pac-12 Conference Championship game. So hotel rooms are at a premium right now. Trust me on this one. Uh, if I didn't have the Pac-12 Conference setting aside rooms for the media, um, I would be paying close to 1000 bucks for two nights. Well, USC fans are also trying to forecast for the playoffs. So it's not just Vegas. You've got to now plan financially for the bowl game or the playoffs as well. And it's not just the Rose Bowl. USC could be an at-large for New York for a New Year's New Year's Day Six Bowl, um, depending on how everything shakes out. So um, I. I would not be surprised to see, uh, I guess, what, a 65-35 Utah favorability towards Utah um, as far as the stadium is seated, uh, filled up. I, I just think Utah fans will will travel and look forward to it. This is their playoff game. Uh, they know that this is, if they beat USC for a second time, uh, they they literally have the trump card to everybody else. We beat the best team, period. And uh, their fans are going to want to go there and see that happen. Hopefully, the the fans that do go for USC, and I, I think it's going to be a good crowd. I think there'll be over 20,000. I just don't think uh, they're going to have as many. And I don't think the numbers will be as many as Utah. So that's all. Let's just hope they bring the same type of energy that they displayed at the Coliseum on Saturday, because that was a fun time. Um, they, were, they were slow to get in there and to make it happen, but once everybody was inside and uh, the game was started, and you know everybody was having a good time, it was it was great to see the Coliseum having almost full. It wasn't quite sold out, you know, Thanksgiving weekends. It's a lot of the students still away. Um, but it was close. And to be able to hear the Coliseum reverberating with the We RSC chant with the one minute left in the game, yeah, that was pretty cool. So hopefully we'll be able to hear that We RSC chant at the end of the uh, Pac-12 Conference Championship game. I've gone over the reasons why they're going to win. I've gone over some of the reasons why they could lose, but why they're not going to lose. And uh, we'll talk more. So. Until the next episode of Locked on USC, everyone, you know what to do.